Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is just going to be a quick bonus episode regarding this nomination to the Supreme Court of this lady, Amy Coney Barrett or Connie Barrett. I'm not sure how you say her name. Every time there's a nomination, it's the same ridiculous clown show. And I just want to point out some things to people so they can give those some thought as opposed to the standard horse shit that you're about to hear when this thing gets cranked up. For people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for 30 years, and I've spent most of that time just sorting out all of these lies that were told on a continuous basis. For the time being, I'm America's most trusted lawyer, but I know that Michelle Obama is catching up fast, so I'm really, really trying to push it. <laughs> okay, let's get the show started. This nomination of this lady, it's just a typical thing when there's a Republican in office, they nominate someone like this, everybody's, the, the, the machine, the grand Wurlitzer gets cranked up and all the same kinds of objections and arguments start getting made. And if it liberals uh, nominated because there's a Democrat in office, then the, the flip side of that same horse shit just gets cranked up. And what I want to show you is that the people who you think are on your side on the conservative side aren't because the issues that should be brought up are never brought up. All they do is keep you within the red versus blue box. If the system was set up, as we're told, such that when a random case manages to make it up through the court system to the Supreme Court, whatever the Supreme Court says about it now becomes the law of the land for all times. If that was true, wouldn't there have been an awful lot more discussion about it when the Constitution was being supposedly ratified? <laughs> but there was no discussion about it. And wouldn't there be a lot more discussion about it in the Holy Federalist Papers? Yeah, but there is no discussion about it because Supreme Court opinions are not the law of the land. They only bind the parties to the case. And any lawyer who gives it just a few minutes of independent objective thought will realize this. Sure, we learn in law school it is, and you're brainwashed, and you make a living doing that. But if you just stop and think, well, hold it. They don't even have personal jurisdiction over anybody but the people in the case. And they can't even rule on a case if there's not a case in controversy, which one of the things required is a specific set of facts and some actual litigants with a continuing live cause. <laughs> if you don't have that, they can't even rule. So it makes no sense that they're ruling for all times for all people. That's just not true. And a very simple proof for that is that if they were, in fact, simply interpreting the Constitution and telling us what, in fact, was in the Constitution, which is what they say they're doing, well, then you could never have a situation where the court could reverse itself. It'd be impossible because the language in the Constitution didn't change. And on top of that, how can you have these disagreements five to four about what the Constitution says? How, how is that possible? It, can't they just read the Constitution and see, oh, because everything they're talking about is a bunch of Barnum statements built on additional Barnum statements, built on additional Barnum statements. <laughs> They say that they're telling you what's in the Constitution, but they're really not. They're talking about things like implied powers. Okay, well, what, what does that mean? Where does it say in the Constitution that there are implied powers? 
It doesn't say that. This is what I'm saying. These things that people argue about, Obamacare, civil rights, due process clause, abortion, this coronavirus stuff, governmental immunity, all sorts of things. If you look in the actual Constitution, there's nothing there. <laughs> there's nothing in the text of the actual documents that speaks to any of these things. So when you hear things like, well, it's constitutional interpretation, it's really not constitutional interpretation. The vast majority of the time, it's just an interpretation of an interpretation of a Barnum statement. That's an interpretation of another Barnum statement. A Barnum statement is a statement that sounds like it has a very specific meaning, like your rights, like shall not be infringed. These things sound like they have a very specific meaning, but they don't. They have a different meaning to everybody who hears it. That's a Barnum statement, and the world is full of them, and the law is, is the absolute ground zero for Barnum statements. All these opinions really are is reading into the document different things and interpreting Barnum statements. And that's why you have these things like these 5-4 decisions. I mean, how can a 5-4 decision exist and people take it seriously? How? How can people think that that is now the law of the land that we must obey? It doesn't make any sense to anybody who simply looks at it objectively and just pushes all the brainwashing out of their head just, just for 30 seconds. How can this be the constitutional law of the land? How can this be the court telling us what's in the Constitution as a legal matter when there's a 5-4 disagreement? And then they flip. They get one other new person on the court, and it flips back to 5-4 the other way. <laughs> how, how can people take that seriously? Why is that not part of the discussion? See, but it's not. Because really, what they're worried about here is, for some reason, liberals are just absolutely obsessed with abortion. I don't even get it. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me, but liberals are obsessed with it, and they act like it's my body, my choice. Okay, well, you, it's not really your body. If it's someone else's body, by definition, that's what the whole thing's about. But you don't even have to get into any of that because abortion was illegal, a crime in every single state when the Constitution was ratified, in every single state. And even in the states when they had to re-ratify it after the Civil War, how can something that's a crime on the books when the document is founded how can a court of law determine that it's unconstitutional for states to outlaw something that they were outlawing when the Constitution was ratified? It doesn't make any sense. It, it's just a made-up thing. They find all these questionable cases. They're all just a result of interpreting horseshit, just tea-leave-reading nonsense. It's political tyranny under the guise of a court, but nobody brings it up. Everybody on both sides of this ridiculous narrative, every single time there's a nomination, just acts as though all these glaring inconsistencies that make this make no sense just aren't there. And the people aren't capable of sorting it out for themselves and saying, hold it, yeah, how is this a legal court opinion telling us what's in the Constitution if the people on the court themselves disagree about it. How, that doesn't make sense. 
<laughs> that doesn't make sense. How can this be the, quote, law of the land for all times when nobody else is in the case? How? None of these things make sense. And I've done tons and tons of episodes where I describe all these things in detail. And the reality is it doesn't make any difference. But look at this lady. She's going to be crucified by the left. They're going to accuse her of all sorts of stuff. And it's all simply about trying to protect abortion. That's what it's all about. But you can't even have an honest conversation about that. They have to act as though because the Supreme Court cooked up this opinion 50 years ago, that now somehow we must continue it. And what worries me about this woman, uh, she may be very intelligent. She wrote a law review article where she invented this concept of super precedents. <laughs> Like a superhero. These are super precedents. These are cases that the Supreme Court has uh, ruled on that are so important that they can't be touched. <laughs> Think what an insane concept that is. Think what an incredible Barnum statement that is. What is a super precedent? A precedent itself is just a made-up thing, this idea that you have to do it, starry, decisis, and all this other crap. Think of all the nonsense that's brought in. Oh, we look to English common law. Why? Where does it say in the Constitution that we look to English common law? Where does it say that? It doesn't say. It doesn't say it anywhere. All of these things are interpretations of Barnum statements. They're just interpretations of Barnum statements. And because people are never given an honest assessment of what's actually going on, they can't see it. And so both sides will scream at each other during the hearing and afterwards, and you'll see people carrying signs around, my body, my choice, and you know, all this stupid shit will be going on during this time. And it's all just a giant distraction because if you just take a step back and look at the direction the country has gone for the last 230 years, what direction is it? It's gone in one direction, huge government growth, massive loss of rights and liberties, and it's only continuing. It's only continuing. And so think of all the different times you've seen these debates about the court and the, this nomination, this nomination, that. It goes on all the time periodically. It's political theater because it doesn't ultimately change anything except for the speed. The trajectory is never affected. See, we're still going the same direction. You're losing rights, and the government is gaining rights. And that's all because of, of the fact that no matter how many times you hold on to your rights in a case, if you lose them one time at the Supreme Court, then you've lost them. That's it. See, so you don't get them back. And the government has now grown. So no matter how many times you win, 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 if you lose one time, it's over. That's why I did my show on political compromise and how it's a scam. And all of these things go back to my main point I always make, which is a government over this many people can never work. And this Supreme Court nomination is just another excellent example for people to learn some truth. But they're not taking the opportunity. They're just not. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many opportunities they're presented. They cannot think outside the box and they cannot see that the people they rely on in media, who are their conservative guys in media, they are propagandists for the state who are not telling them the truth. They're simply not telling them the truth. And whether or not they understand the, the incredible fundamental fraud that the Supreme Court is or not, I don't know. Most lawyers don't even understand the Supreme Court and the way it's a scam. I don't blame them for it because 
You make money as a lawyer within the system, which just means promoting the same bullshit that you taught in law school. And you just promote that and that's what you sell the court because that's how you win cases by pushing this, this bullshit on people. And, and so it's very difficult to see when you're a lawyer what it is. But, you know, as a commentator, which is what these other people are in media, they should be able to step back and see it, but they don't. And it doesn't matter if they do or don't at this point. It's an opportunity. If you listen to my show, you'll understand the truth because I'm on your side. I'm actually the people's lawyer. And those other people, they're the state's lawyer. The, the red and the blue team, they're, just, they're, both, they're both statists. They're both in favor of the government. They sell themselves as in favor of small government under a system that is a scam. And all you have to do is look at the direction of the country. And as long as you keep believing that it's because of voting and that we need to get the right people, how are you ever going to get the right people in? How? When so many people in the country disagree with you. They think we're going in the right direction. They want Joe Biden. They want more government. So it's talking about we need to get the right people in. Well, the, the country is full of the wrong people, even under your own definition. It's full of them. Tons of them. They're everywhere. How the hell are we going to get rid of them or not? Each side in an election is hoping to enforce what they want on another group of people. Neither side is supporting freedom. See, neither side. But the people who are on the left, they don't even purport to be supporting freedom. The people on the right are so confused they think they are. Fundamental issues like this that people don't understand, and it's why I started the show, so that people could start to understand and sort them out. Because I've spent decades sorting them out. And this nomination process of this lady, whatever she is, maybe she's very bright. I have no idea. She's just an academic who sat on the bench for two years. She's just another academic, just another person who sits in, a, in an academic fantasy land writing horseshit. Okay? If you really want to get people on the bench who support the people, they need to put up their criminal defense lawyers who are very aggressive against the state. You need to put up their plaintiff attorneys who aggressively go after these large corporations. Those are the people who actually support freedom and the people. <laughs> but what they do is they put these academics and these longtime government employee judges up there. Well, those are people who just have a financial interest in the system who are 100% totally brainwashed and have been inside of an echo chamber for their entire careers. So they're never going to help the people. And so every time I see a president nominate someone who's not either a very hard-nosed criminal defense lawyer or plaintiff's lawyer, I can know they're nominating another statist who's going to screw the people. And that's all this lady will be. And from what I can see, she's probably a very nice lady who's just simply unbelievably fundamentally confused because she's just believed all the lies she was told. And she has used those lies to advance herself because she doesn't know their lies. She just works within the system. And the system is set up to fucking screw you and me. That's what it's set up to do. And anybody who objectively looks at the history of the system can see that. Anybody who objectively looks at it. And all the conservatives do is just make endless excuses about how we need to supposedly get the right people in. Well, we've had 230 years. Apparently, you can never get the right people in there because it only runs in one direction. And, and that's just all there is to it. This nomination process is a show. It's a show. The Supreme Court is a tyranny and a scam, and it doesn't have any of the powers that we're told. And any judge who goes up there and doesn't speak that truth, okay, is not on my side. It's just that simple. So, okay, I'm not going to go on anymore today because I wasn't going to make a full show, and it's, it's just all I wanted to say about it because it's so ridiculous. And hopefully you got something out of it. If you enjoy my show, then and you want to hear the truth, then listen to my podcast, subscribe, go to a podcast player, and subscribe. 
And if you like my perspective and you want to hear some of the people's lawyer, then follow me on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Law Review. I also link my blog below, which I don't write on anymore, but has a lot of information. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Everybody have a nice night or day. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.